Hello everybody, uh, Lyndall here with another episode of the Prayer in the Making Lent Book Club. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this episode so I didn't promise it but as it happens, well I've been thinking. Um, much to do with what some of you have been talking to me about over the last couple of days as a result of the last one that I did and uh, I just wanted to add some thoughts really which I hope will help you and particularly help you in your preparing for these weeks of Lent and journeying in prayer. So um, in the introduction to prayer in the making one of the things that I reference is uh, that very famous passage in John 15 you know the kind of recurring phrase that comes through that I remain in you, you remain in me. Jesus talking to his disciples, I'm going to remain in you, you're going to remain in me. And um, I reference that because it's to do with being ourselves. Um, but I don't want to go over it like that again, because I kind of said that the other day, and I think you get the gist. But I do want to go over it like this. Um, I've heard that passage spoken on so many times, and amazing you know, talks on it, and I've heard all sorts of things about uh, what it is to be a branch in the vine and staying connected with God like a, a branch connected to a vine. I've heard it um, preached on and talked on from the point of view of, you know, your words, uh, that, that God's words remain in me, that his words remain in me. So I need to keep on reading the Bible. I'll leave. I've heard lots of interpretations, which I, I love and which have taught me an awful lot over the years um, about my responsibility to stay connected to God as it were if if I choose to walk away from God that's my doing and I it's my lookout and I can do that um, but I think what all of those teachings miss somewhere along the line is the absolute heart cry in those verses which is Jesus saying I want to be with you forever and ever and ever and you know what people you don't say that unless you really mean it and you don't say it unless you really care about the person you're saying it to, do you? I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever said that to anybody over the years, but if you've ever said those words, I'm going to be with you forever. I want to be with you all the time. I want to be in your company. I love you. I want to be around you. That's not a thing you say uh, <laughs> to the bus driver. Well, maybe you do, but if that's the case, you've got a bit more going on with that bus driver than I have with any bus driver I've ever met. Um, those are words you say because you love the person and because you can think of nothing finer than sharing life with them. And that is, that's the hint, that's the catch, that's the, that's the, the not the catch, that's the thing we need to catch from that passage. That's the takeaway, if you like, from uh, John 15 is that Jesus longs to be with us, that Jesus is giving his promise, his pledge, his commitment. Uh, yes, it will take some connecting from our side because we he doesn't overrule our, our will and our um, uh, our control and our choices, etc. But actually, it comes from his heart to want to be with us, to want to keep company with us all the days of our lives. And that's a, an astonishing truth. Um, what it also does is it changes what prayer is. Now, you and I are going to journey over the next few weeks through all kinds of prayer and all of the prayer styles and types and aspects and so on that we're going to go through are things you can do. You can do them 
uh, out of that place of responsibility to connect. I need to connect with God, so I'm going to do this. I need to connect with God, so I'm going to do some intercession. I need to connect with God, so I'm going to pray some strategy. I need to connect with God, so I'm going to sit in stillness or do some action prayer. All of these things are things you can do from your responsibility, as it were. But and I know they'll, they'll, they'll be good. They'll be good disciplines. They'll be good things to learn. But let me tell you, they all change the moment you know quite how much he likes you. The moment you know quite how much he loves and cherishes your company. That changes things, doesn't it? Changes how you talk to someone. You know, I could go to the bank manager tomorrow. Well, I couldn't because tomorrow's Saturday and they terrible service on a Saturday. I could go to the bank manager any day apart from Saturday and Sunday maybe. I think I might be getting stuck in a tangent here. And I could sit and talk to the bank manager about my five-year plan. I could talk to the bank manager about what I want to do, what I want my life to be about by the end of the year, this year, what the bank could do to help me, where I want to be in five years' time, what the bank could do to help with that, what I might need, how the bank could help provide for me in those things. Like, that could be a really inspiring conversation. But it ain't nothing like having that conversation with my life partner. It ain't nothing like sitting down with the person who you've chosen to share your life with and talking about your hopes and dreams for the next five years. That conversation is different, isn't it? That conversation is full of vibrancy. That conversation is, well, hopefully, so long as you want to go in the same direction anyway, that conversation is full of hope and full of excitement and full of possibility and you come away from it not just having a few forms to sign for the next lot of loans that you're going to need to accomplish all your great life goals you come away from it knowing that you have company on your journey when we pray yes we can go and ask for stuff like we'd ask at the bank yes we can go and ask for god to help us in our things yes we can go and have a conversation about our lives but not it's not like it's not the same talking to the bank manager as it is talking to your life partner. What about praying for your friends? You know, uh, one of the things that I do sometimes, and I'm sure you've done it from time to time, is going to the chemist to collect a prescription for a friend. You know, my friend needs these drugs. So I've come in to the chemist to pick up these drugs and uh, I'm going to take them back to my friend who needs them. You know what? That's wholly different, isn't it? To sitting down with, say, a, a a, f- a member of your friend's family and talking together about this person whom you both love, talking about this person uh, who you both want to see get better, talking about this person who you both uh, have a, a really invested in seeing healing for. And, you know, that's what praying for our friends is. It's not popping into the heavenly chemist going, dear Lord, please, could I possibly have a prescription of healing for this person? And this person needs a prescription of peace. And this person needs... You're you're going to one who loves them a million times more than you do and to one who loves you a million times more than you know you're loved. And you're going to him to talk about this person that you're praying for. That Do you see how that changes the conversation? I can go into a shop and I can uh, I can ask the shopkeeper to give me, uh, this is a close to a story Jesus told, I can ask a shopkeeper to give me a loaf of bread. Well, probably not give me, but sell me a loaf of bread. And that's fine. I can do that and I'll get the bread. Or I can go to a friend and I can say, I'm out of bread. Is there any chance you could help me with some bread? Well, I probably won't just get bread. I'll probably get sandwiches. I get something way better. When we know that we're speaking with one who loves us, we're speaking with one who is passionate about us, who, is, uh, who has longed for nothing more 
in all of creation than to keep company with us, those those he has made, created, formed and uh, and loved before we even existed. When we know that's who we're meeting, that changes all the disciplines into something that comes alive as a life of prayer. And I want to suggest a little activity for you. See, um, chapter one, or oh, no, sorry, the introduction, not chapter one. The introduction doesn't have activities. Uh, so I'm going to give you one that you might want to try over the weekend because it's exciting. And it's this. I want you to imagine that you're walking into your boss's office. Okay, I don't mind whether you've got a boss, but I think you can all imagine what that feels like. So your boss, uh, it's it's uh, maybe it's uh, in the morning and you're going in to chat about the day. You're going in to chat about some stuff that needs doing and you're going to go in and, and your boss is sitting behind a big, impressive desk and you're going to sit in the chair on the other side, the chair you know, they're always a bit lower, aren't they? The chairs on the other side, just so your boss can remain impressive and you can feel just a little bit less impressive. So you're going to sit in the less impressive chair and you're going to prepare to have a conversation with your boss. You see, that's how quite a lot of people feel about prayer. You show up in your prayer time and it's like showing up to the boss. Right then, what do you want me to do today? Let me just talk over a few of the issues that have cropped up over the last day or so. And then I promise, honest, I'll get on with it. And then uh, tomorrow morning I'll come back and I'm hoping you're going to be pleased with what I've done. Nothing could be further from being with the one who said he would remain with you for all time. And so as you sit in that chair and you look over that desk, I want you to picture something. And uh, I think God will have some interesting things to show you that I've never even thought of. But I want you to imagine that the boss gets up, surprisingly gets up out of that chair, walks out from behind the table and says, let's go. Let's go and have this conversation somewhere else. And then have a think, where do you think a person who has known you since but even before you were a tiny dot, where do you think a person who knows you and loves you more than anyone else in the universe knows you and loves you? Where would that person take you today? Where would that person take you to talk about the day ahead? Would would they take you to to have ice cream on the beach? Or maybe for a walk up a beautiful mountainside or maybe to a cosy tea shop that's that's where that's where god would take me a cosy tea shop nice sofas good cake you know where is god going to take you for that conversation that is not about employer employee that is not about um having to get it right all the time having to uh, or or dropping in to ask for a favor from a distant colleague but one who loves you where would the person who loves you take you just take a few moments sometime over this weekend and do that maybe before you just as you start your next prayer time don't kick into all the usual just do that little visualization if you can see where you end up with God and you might be surprised by what he wants to say to you through that little encounter because Prayer needs to be so much more than the slightly arm's length distant thing it sometimes is in our lives. I'm just going to finish by reading you a quote uh, which I very much love by Henry Nouwen. 
just uh, switching over to it, the wonders of modern technology. Here is uh, the Henry Nouwen quote, which has been on my mind today. My true spiritual work is to let myself be loved fully and completely and to trust that in that love I will come to the fullness of my vocation. I keep trying to bring my wandering, restless, anxious self home so that I can rest there in the embrace of love. May you know through the journey that lies ahead uh, that you are loved. And you know, if I had to pray anything uh, over all of us in all of this, it would simply be that we'd come out at the end of it, as it were, knowing how deeply loved we are. If you get there in prayer, then uh, the rest really comes pretty simply, actually, I think. So I pray that over this weekend particularly, you will know that the one who hears your prayers is not distant, is not cross, is not critical, is not uh, uh, is not just waiting for you to trip up. The one who hears your prayers loves you more than anybody has ever loved you. And the heart cry of those verses in John 15. He simply wants to be with you, to remain with you all the days of your life. Amen.